This is Alex Addix from the Practical Defense Podcast. You're listening to the oldest martial arts podcast on the net. I didn't know that the sponsor made support hose. Welcome to Karate Cafe, your source for martial arts conversations since 2005. Karate Cafe is sponsored by Piranha Gear. Visit piranagear.com for all your martial arts equipment needs. And now, here's your hosts... Paul Wilson and Dan Williams. Hello again, everybody. It's Paul here with yet another episode of your favorite podcast, I hope, Karate Cafe. Off my center line, as always, my good friend Dan Williams. Dan, how are you? Hey, Paul. I know it's my favorite podcast. <laughs> it's definitely my top one. Of, uh, <laughs> uh, although we have had a lot of, um, you know, with the new um, tracking and stuff that I've got on the side, I'm seeing mm-hmm. where people are referring front to and from. And, uh, you know, we're, we're making you know, a list of like good podcasts. So that's, that's, I know there's still several out there. And now as many people have noticed, and at least one person re-noticed, uh, we're on Google play because Google, the Google finally decided to jump into the podcast milieu. And, uh, that's right. And I submitted it actually like they were, they've been, uh, they opened it up for some submittals uh, like a month or two ago. And I submitted it a long time ago. And, and just now we're finally getting, uh, in there, so I'm looking forward to seeing some traffic from there. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, so uh, yeah, so it's nice. It's just nice. It's an honor to be nominated. Um, <laughs> anyway, we have uh, we had an interview set up for this week. Interview fell through. We're going to try and get that interview back uh, when we can. But we still have a, an interesting topic that was uh, lobbed up there by Dan. So um, Dan, why don't you share that with us? So I was. I was thinking the other day, I just had a thought experiment more than anything else. And I, you know, this is one of those things where there's, there's not really a right answer. It's just an interesting question to consider is, um, you know, if, if somebody walked into your school and said they were going to be in a fight to the death in six months and needed you to train them, um, what, would you teach them and, and how would you teach them? Uh, because the, and I guess the reason that I started thinking about this is that, um, you know, the, I think the thought experiment kind of identifies, um, well, I don't know, I guess it's different for different people. I know that for me, um, you know, kata and forms would be out, <laughs> wouldn't teach them any of that stuff. Uh, and I, I think I would probably pick, maybe a dozen techniques and have them train those dozen techniques night and day for six months. Um, and you know, again, weapons or no weapons, I don't know. You can, I guess, do the thought experiment both ways. Um, and like I say, I don't think there's a right or a wrong answer. It's, it's really just something for people to start thinking about. And, and I guess depending on the answer too, you know, again, it's, it's kind of like a, well, okay, if, if that's how I would train someone for a fight to the death, um, then why wouldn't I train everybody that way? Why, why, when a white belt comes in, do I start them on a white belt kata instead of starting them with the most effective techniques to defend themselves in the street, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess suppose. Okay. So, 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 so that went two ways. That just that just took a fork in the road. Um, uh, so, because I mean, first off, we we have to. And I'm sure our listeners are going, but but but. So we have to like set the ground rules of like. There's no way to get around this. There's no. We're in right. Apocalyptic. And, and, 
you know, you know, and like I say, if, yeah, if, if people want to be jerks about it, <laughs> the, the idea is to get yourself thinking. The idea is not to find a workaround to the problem. Well, um, you know, some martial arts don't appreciate that. Um, right. Well, and, and like I say, it's, it's really to get yourself thinking um, more than say, well, I would just tell them to avoid the conflict because as a true martial artist, you just want to avoid conflict. Well, yes, blah, blah, blah. But that's not a very interesting thought experiment. <laughs> yeah, we're pretending like we're in some sort of, you know, Steven Seagal movie or... Oh, yes, it's, exactly. It's, but there's no, it's you like know, the, kid the mafia will kill their family if yeah. they don't show up in six months to this fight. Blah blah blah. Right. Yeah. That's that's just the whole thing. Well, um, you know, when we talked about this uh, in the green room, you know, I, there was a, a quote that I love that was attributed to Abraham Lincoln, who who said, you know, if someone challenges you, and and you have you know, three hours to to cut down a tree. You should spend two hours sharpening your axe. You know, using that, taking that analogy is kind of, you know, a basis for the way it would work for me is, I mean, you know, what's the task at hand? So, you know, if someone did walk in there to me and I absolutely had to train them, you know, before we kicked in the training montage, it would be, you know, like, well, what do you have to do? You know, hand to hand is, are the weapons involved? You know, is there, you know, is So, there... well, I mean, let's, let's make some assumptions, right? Let's, let's, let's assume it's hand to hand. And let's assume the individual is has the exact the their their opponent has the exact same parameters set, where say they you know they don't have martial arts experience and they're going to find an instructor and they're going to essentially do the exact same thing that the person you're training is going to do. Uh, can we spy on their camp? You know, because you. No, I would say not. I mean, yeah, so, so the, the, the thought experiment, really, I mean, what, what it's kind of getting to is, um, and, and this is kind of a more ridiculous thought experiment of, I, I don't know, I have witnessed a moment in the future six months from now where I'm going to be attacked on the street. Um, and again, thought experiment kind of thing but that's that's kind of the point is that if if the training is so that we are protecting ourselves from being attacked on the street and and that's what the intention to defend ourselves is um then then why aren't we training like that all the time oh well see so to me that's that's a it's a simple relatively simple answer and, uh, you know, it, it kind of goes, I mean, that, that there's entire systems that have, you know, made instructors a whole lot of money, uh, right. know, on that whole, that whole premise. Right. So, I mean, what you can say is, well, I mean, do you, that goes back to the whole karate jutsu versus karate do that goes against, you know, a martial artist versus like a martial scientist or something of, uh, yeah. And I uh, think somebody, that's, you know, I think there's a lot of legitimacy to that. And, like I say, you know, as far as thought experiment goes, um, one of the things is is that, uh, um, you know, with with that one in particular, um, it's it's almost like, well, you want to make sure at least some of the techniques you're training them are techniques that you use on a daily basis, you know, because if it's a um, 
if, if I say to you, and I, I don't know what the technique is necessarily called, but I know they do it in a lot of different martial arts where you do the, the step forward reverse punch, very stylized, very like, you know, kata-esque, but that's not a technique that I would ever see anyone using in the ring, in a life and death situation or anything like that. Um, and I'm not saying it's not a valid technique and I'm not saying it's not, it's not, it's good or bad to train people with that technique, but it's an interesting question of saying, well, why teach that technique at all if no one's really ever going to use it? Well, yeah, I mean, and you know, this, this is, this is a debate that, you know, we've all, we've, we've run into it before. You know, the, one of the things, I mean, one of the things we're talking about, about being a good uke is, you know, one of the things I would probably do with to uh, you know my my Daniel son in distress yes. is one of the things. I mean, and to, in, my, in my dojo and in our system in general, you know, we we do the basics every class: basic blocks, basic punch, basic kicks, and that's because that's the bread and butter. That's that's the simple stuff that you're going to do. Yes. So um, you know whether you're going to do all of it, you know that's that is where you know that sort of the the polish comes in on this particular thought experiment, mm-hmm. but. You know the the you know sort of one step where someone punches at you. That was one. That is one thing that I think I would stress to you know this person is like, you need to get in the mindset of being struck, of of taking a punch. Mm-hmm. You know, and you see I've seen you know MMA training where guys will basically just sit there and they'll have some form of padding, but not and the guys are just hitting them. You know, they just sit there and they someone works their body just so they can get used to taking those shots. You know and. And, yep. and not and not freeze up, you know. It's, right. Again, another famous quote by like Mike Tyson, I think, is, is is everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. That's right. You know, and so you know you're up there doing the thing, and someone throws a really good kick on you and takes your wind away. You know, your plan just went out the door because now you're not reacting the way you did in training. So, so yeah. So so being getting used to. I, you know, one of my students, he's got a, a black belt in another short new style. And one of the things he does and, and to, to our younger students primarily is like when we start sparring, it's like he'll spar him for a minute or two or whatever. And then, you know, we take a break or whatever and come back. And then when we say Hajime, he throws out this huge, yeah! you know, uh, and we'll just like charge him. And he's, you know, he's a big dude. So he charges him and like just puts his arm, you know, he doesn't even punch him, just like grabs him. And you see their face like, Lock up. They don't because their their frame of reference is well. He's going to punch me. Well, no, he's not. So you know, I, I don't know if I've I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before or not. But it was it was kind of an, actually an embarrassing story. Um, I was uh, you know this was back when I was sixteen, seventeen years old, and I was a green belt in hapkido um, and uh, a green belt in taekwondo as well. But um, we were doing both a, honorable a, Korean arts, by the way. Yes, so. yes. Um, we were doing a sparring session and there was this, uh, you know, new class member. It was a, a, it was a relatively smaller woman and we were sparring and I got put teamed up with her. You know, the, the instructor knew that I was relatively intelligent and wasn't going to like go full out or freak her out or anything like that. And she came at me just windmilling her arms just, just flailing. And I honestly had no idea what to do. Schoolyard um, too. Right. And so again, it, it goes, it goes back to, I, I think you're right. It's like, so, 
So should we be training students um, by punching them in the face? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, just just have don't have a whole lot of overhead and really good insurance. Um, right. Yeah. No. Well, no. I mean, because I mean, there's a. I think there's a. A, you know, there's a sliding scale. Well, I, for so <clears throat> this this is outside the. Uh, training to the fight to the death i think no maybe training to fighting to the death and eh, maybe a couple shots to the face is not a bad idea and that's a that's a really good point because if you're you're right in the thought as far as the thought experiment is concerned um i think you're right in that that training would probably look a lot more like dog brothers and uh a lot less like you know the not the dog brothers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which <laughs> that, is, which that is a of insanity, would, you know. Yeah, and, and, and totally. Yeah, you know, you see like guys in dog brothers videos that are, you know, trained martial artists, and they just end. Some of them just end up just covering up, you know, because right. they're just getting assailed. Uh, you know, so last night in class, we were doing um, you know, one steps, and we were doing some some higher level one step stuff, and so one of my my junior guys, you know, we were doing. It, it was so it, it was above his level. It was about, mm-hmm. like, you know, it was just like, it was just, it was a small class and, you know, I, I wanted to work with somebody. So I was like, okay, I said, just do this and, you know, kind of watch what I do, but, you know, don't get too thoughty in it. Anyway. Yeah. But we were doing the, you know, the technique. So I did it and demonstrated it and we did it a couple of times and then it was my turn to punch him. And so I, I, <clears throat> you know, I punched him a couple of times and kind of helped him get in the general area of where he needed to be. But then, you know, then I, I threw a good one in because cause he was thinking about it. He was thinking about it. And then I threw a really good hard, fast punch, and he just kind of did it. And I was like, that, so you're not thinking about it. That's good. Uh, and, yeah, that is good. And, and, and then from the other thing, I, I, I threw a punch on his other side. And so, you know, everyone pretty much has a dominant side and, and a less so dominant side. And then so on his non-dominant side, he went with a very basic block that still worked and, you know, still, you know, put him in a good position and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, cool. You know, so yeah. th- th- those basics are what you're always going to fall back onto. But anyway, right. so then the next punch, he did the, the technique as he was. And then I showed him like, okay, well, so he blocked, but he didn't, he didn't like secure my hand. So my hand was free. So I just kind of threw it like a back fist and, you know, popped him in the, in the nose just real quick or, you know, on the side of the head. And he kind of, you know, it kind of took him out of his frame of reference for a second because he wasn't expecting it. But he was neglecting the very basic thing that we talk about, which is, you know, if you have that arm there, secure the arm so it doesn't go somewhere. And uh, it, again, taking him back to the basics. So I was just, you know, and then the next technique I did, I did it again and he adapted and, you know, he, he caught on it. So, you know, I, I think <clears throat> you know, taking him, taking students and, and making sure that after they get a sort of foundation that they then, you know, hone that foundation and apply that foundation everywhere they can is, you know, pretty fundamental. And I think also for the thought experiment is pretty direct. You want to teach them a fairly succinct skill set. And we did a, we did a block last night and I, it was supposed to be a high punch and I did a middle punch and he still blocked it using the block. And then he said, Oh, you punched you know, I thought it was supposed to be a high block. And I said, well, it was, but see that block will work on either range or either level. Right. He said, "You're, you're, hey, you're punching wrong." Yeah, you attack me wrong. You know? <laughs> yeah, and, and that's then, right. And you know, that's one of our jokes in the dojo is like, well, you, you got to make sure they attack you correctly, you know, because because otherwise that technique is just you know. But I, I told him, I said, well, you know, here's the fundamental of our block. 
Uh, this is the way we do on, on all our blocks. And so that block will cover, you know, your, your center line and your core and probably your face too. So, you know, so he did, he did the block and the block work, even though I punched him incorrectly. Um, so, you know, do something even if it's wrong. So, you know, I think probably for the thought experiment, what you need to do is probably take a, a deep, you know, a hard look at your techniques and go like, okay, you know, what gives you the most bang for your buck that you can use defensively and offensively, right? So, yeah, I think you're right. I think it comes back to the best bang for the buck kind of thing where, um, obviously if it's kind of this thought experiment of six months to train, then, um, you want to have that six months be as productive in defending yourself as possible. Um, and you know, some of the more long-term kind of training techniques just kind of goes away. Uh, like, you know, you don't worry about that stuff because, You'll worry about that stuff later. And, and you know, the, the art part of, of the whole martial arts, I think at that point, drops away. Um, and that's why I think it's a curious thought experiment. Because if, you know, if you take a look at your particular art and you kind of drop the art part of your martial art, um, then you know, what are you left with? And I just, I think it's interesting to say, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I have always thought what, um, what a kind of a cool idea is, and I've known a couple instructors that do this, is they actually spend the first six months or so um, training people to be uh, street effective, essentially, for lack of a better term. Um, or, or cul-de-sac effective. And that's because it's kind of like, well, okay, if, if you're coming here to learn martial arts, then yes, there's that sense of art and community and all that stuff. But <clears throat> let's have the very first thing you do um, be to, to increase your safety on the street and in the world. Um, because Really, once, I don't know, and, and maybe six months is kind of arbitrary, but I would think that once you get that, that hit that six months mark of relatively high effective training techniques, um, then you can start to go back and do the art stuff and, and say, okay, now, now that we're comfortable defending ourselves uh, in, in the world, um, now let's pull in some of that stuff because if, if the plan is, well, you know, along the way somewhere, maybe a year or two out, you'll, you'll be where you would have been in that six months if you had focused on it. Like, why wait? Why not, why not just get there now? Um, and, and that way, again, you can kind of be more comfortable on the street. Well, I mean, but context is king. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's like, you know, that's one of the same conversations I had with somebody a long time ago uh, that we were talking about Krav Maga because he asked me, he said, you know, uh, you know, what do you think about Krav Maga? <laughs> and so, and this was, this was probably like, you know, maybe five years ago or something like that. And um, uh, the guy I was talking to, he's Jewish. My wife is Jewish, everybody, you know, so so, so, so no, uh, so no nasty grams. Um, but he said like, you know, what do you think about Krav Maga? I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's blah, 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 blah. I said, you know, my, my issue with it is there's not a lot of, um, 
uh, nuance to it. There's, there's, there's no escalation. It's, you know, it's, it's it beat them up because everyone's, you know, that takes Krav Maga is a commando and is, is, is in the Mossad immediately, just as soon as you join up. And so, uh, I said, you know, there's just no, you know, there's, there's no path for escalation. There's no, you know, and, and he said like, well, you know, the Jews aren't really known for that. You know, like, like we, we do a war in eight days. And I was like, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, we did just like, we got time. We got to get it all done before Shabbos. So boom, you know, take it out. Um, and I was like, okay, well, yeah, that's a very good point. So, you know, if, if the context is you think, and of course that's kind of my issue is like, you know, all the, the vast majority of these people who seem to think that they need to be street deadly, you know, and they're yeah. like every five minutes is a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie breaking out. Right. Gonna, you know, the, the people who, who perceive that this is going to happen to them, it doesn't. Right. Uh, you know, it's like people who are like, well, well, well I'm a bouncer. Okay, well, then, then, you know, okay, maybe that's right for you, you know, because of your vocation. That's a choice right. in your life. <laughs> and also, really, you probably don't need to be doing a lot of that stuff as a bouncer because, I mean, that opens you up for lawsuit. You know, just there, there's a whole, like, right. contextual thing on that. So, so like, for me, you know, it, it, if someone comes to me and is like, I want to learn how to fight or I want to learn how to defend myself in the street, and so like, I said, well, I can't teach you the first one. I can kind of show you some stuff in the first one. Mm-hmm. I can I can keep you safe, you know, out in the real world, you know, yeah, up to the physical part. And then the physical part, I can teach you stuff that if you work at it, you'll, you know, I, t- I in self-defense classes all the time. I, I, I tell everybody, I said, if you don't practice any of this stuff, it doesn't matter. Yeah, well. But, but all the stuff we talk about, about being aware and, you know, avoiding situations and, you know, all, all that mental stuff. You can yeah. practice all the time and you can do all the time and, and you can keep in consideration all the time. And that's the stuff that's really going to stick because it's short and quick. You don't need to, to hone it. You, just, well, you, you do. But, I mean, you know, you don't have to, like, sweat and stuff when you do it. So, Well, and I guess, you know, uh, that, that brings up an interesting point because, you know, about the bouncer and stuff like that is that, I, I mean, you know, maybe the, the real answer is it, it's exactly the same as if, if someone came to, you know, I'm, I'm just going to assume that I'm tell this story. Like I'm, I'm running a, a Wing Chun dojo. If somebody came to me and had that same exact story of, you know, I'm going to be f- facing a fight to the death in six months, blah, blah, blah. It's not really that dissimilar um, from sort of saying, if, if a student came to me and said, look, I am, 100 percent and 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 really only concerned about the practical application of martial arts i i'm only really worried about fighting i don't really care about the art stuff i don't really care about the community i don't really care about discipline i don't the only thing i care about is you know street lethality and survival i would probably tell them to go somewhere else because i would just say look I, I don't think this, this school or this style is probably for you. Um, and I would look at, like, I don't know, I don't even think I'd send them to a Krav Maga school. I, I would probably send them to an MMA gym somewhere, you know, where, <laughs> where, where those guys um, uh, 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 train with that kind of fervor or, you know, a, a BJJ class or something like that because – uh, they put a different emphasis on their training than 
a lot of other schools do. So yeah, yeah, because well, yeah, the I guess context there is because the context, you're toe to toe with somebody and you're fighting. You know, so. right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would do the same. I mean, I you know I can't. I I did have a guy come in when I was in Dallas, and mm-hmm. he asked a whole lot about sparring. He's like, "How often do you spar? 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 You know, like, do you fight? You know, mm-hmm. it's a full contact. You know, and and he so but he, he basically kind of intimated that you know he was really wanting to learn. He really just wanted to fight. He wanted, and I was like, right. Well, he said, you know, I really don't introduce sparring until you know you've you know a few months down the line, and then right. it's really like low level, and you know. I said, so, yeah, I'm probably not the place for you. <laughs> yep. I, I said, you know, I'd love you to come try. You can come try the class out, you know, and, 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 and but it, it sounds like that's what you're looking for. I said, we don't really do that here. Sorry. And, you know, he never came back. So it's, it's, I, I'm not going to, which is, you know, kind of one of the ethos is the way I, I run my dojo is, you know, I don't, I'm not looking, you know, for, I, 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 I purposely keep my overhead down and all other stuff so I can, you know, kind of be a little bit choosy on that. You know, like mm-hmm. if someone wants to come train with me, they can come train with me. If the, if you know, and if if they want to, yeah, learn how to fight, then yeah, you know, I'm I'm setting that up for them that like, yeah, you're not going to learn how to fight. You're going to learn all this other stuff eventually. I mean, it'll come. It'll it, it's part of the process. Right. And why not? I said, but you know, we're not you know locking the doors every night and just you know fight until there's blood on the floor. Yeah, and I guess you know that's that's ultimately maybe what what the the question the the hypothetical stirs is that I think there are the vast majority of and I'll just group them in, into traditional martial arts that the idea is to to walk the circle to know the center, right? Like Oh, this will be this will be a long and complicated process, but we're we're walking around the circle, and eventually the the center will just synergize from all this knowledge that you're getting, and and it will become a whole, and and you'll be the the martial artist kind of thing. Um, and you know, I guess I guess some might argue um, that you can just teach people the center and be done with the whole thing. <laughs> And I don't know. I, I, I again, I, I think it's more of an interesting question than anything else. I, I don't know. I, I think maybe there's a balance to that. There's there's some of both, um, and that maybe maybe traditional martial arts can learn a lot of lessons from non-traditional and be a little bit more practical in their training. And there's also a lot of non-traditional martial arts that can maybe do a little more circle walking um, so that their students have a more holistic experience. Um, but again, as you say, that, that goes back to a lot of, you know, what is, what is the student looking for, you know? Right. And yeah, none of it really is going to matter unless you have a cool sort of vaguely rock eighties, you know, power ballad while you're training. Cause otherwise <laughs> that, 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 you know, that, that, that six month, you know, rush is just, that's just not going to work. Well, it's going to take six months. I mean, if you have a montage, you can do it in like, you know, probably 10 minutes. Well, the, the length of a song, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So, you know, edited for content. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. they, they never show the one where like the guy just was like laying in bed going like, I don't want to get up today. I don't want to train. You know, it, 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 that never happens. The, uh, it's, yeah, again, yeah, you know, it's, it, it, what it boils down to is, you know, it's what you're gunning for. I think probably for the thought experiment, you know, yep. again, it's. You know, find out, and it, and and that actually, you know, now that I think about it, crosses the line on like training in general. It's like you know, what's the end goal? You know, what do you want to meet? You know, and then yeah. you know, how do you want to get there? So, you know, if it's 
in a if it's just a toe to toe fight at midnight in the rain, yeah, with, with with just hands and whatever, then you know you're gonna kind of focus in on that. But if it you know the more the more variables you throw in there, you know the more uh, issues you, the, the, you know the more holes you're gonna plug. So you know with um, well, so I mean, so the, uh, uh, an idea is with MMA, right? So, like in the beginning, in the beginning, like yeah. in, in USC, like you know, jujitsu just whipped everybody's butt because yeah. no one was training for that, and so there was the hole, you know. So, like it, if if it would have been pure stand up, like if they if they made UFC one and they put you know Hoist Gracie in there and said like, okay, you can't go to the ground. There's yeah. no ground fighting. You're just going to stand up and punch people or kick people. That's 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 the milieu, you know. Then it was okay, you know. So, but even though people were, you know, quote unquote, you know, it was it was no rules and and and, and open stuff like that. I'm sure the vast amount of people were thinking about punching and kicking. Yeah, you know that was that was the the goal. So, you know, this with the thought experiment and actual training. I think it's both thing is like, you know, figure out what the goal is and then that's what right. you focus on. Right? That's the real key. Yeah. So well, that was that was an interesting that that that, that was an onion. And, yeah, uh, and, and I and I hope it gets people thinking, you know. True, true. Uh yeah, we had we had some good uh traffic this week on a really nice post that you posted on um instructors being able to beat their students. Uh, I weighed in on that and referenced a, a previous episode, episode ninety one. Mm-hmm. Are you Mickey or Rocky? Uh I put the po- I put the uh, link on there so people can uh, download that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, th- that was a great topic, and we look forward to hearing all you guys weighing in on it on the uh, the Facebook page, or send us an email, or don't give us a call, or on the Twitterverse. Uh, damn great topic! Thank you very much. All right, we'll talk to you uh, pretty soon. Uh, again, getting ready to get on the road, so um, may have a couple more episodes, and we may do some more minisodes because I'll be traveling. Uh, but we're going to try and keep the content coming to you. This is one three weeks in a row, right? <laughs> That's right. That's awesome. And uh, so anyway, Dan, pleasure. And we will talk to you all again very soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of Karate Cafe. You can join the conversation by emailing us at karatecafe at gmail.com. Call our comment line at 469-844-5791 or log into the forum at karatecafe.com. Remember, you can support the show by visiting our sponsor, piranagear.com, or shopping at Amazon through our link, karatecafe.com slash Amazon, or donate at karatecafe.com. I'm Steve Henderson, proud supporter and voice talent for Karate Cafe. If you or someone you know needs an effective voice for a film, television, radio, or new media web project, contact me at stevehendersonvoiceovers at gmail.com or call me at 404-314-8400. Once again, thanks for listening to Karate Cafe.